Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean, and we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies, and we like talking about movies. And after a long time of hearing people tell us, hey, you guys should probably start a podcast, we finally started a podcast. And you're listening to it. Uh, What did you pick for us to watch this week, Clayton? Well, I picked the 2013 remake of Evil Dead by Fede Alvarez. The remake mm. to single-handedly prove that remakes aren't pointless and can be done pretty damn well. The unrated edition, of course, for those of you keeping up at home. One of my all-time faves. Show it to literally everyone who lets me. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a problem. Uh, was this your first time watching this, Sean? Or uh, Oh, you know it's not. Um, um, although I don't agree with you on the fact that this thing, the... Uh, end all be all remake um i think that that definitely belongs to either the thing but from john carpenter or the fly by by cronenberg um but it is definitely high up there if not number three it's definitely in the in the top 30 of 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 remakes wonderful Um, jones (laughs) reference thank you thank you um but yeah no i i've seen this i saw this in theaters um, and I really do love this remake. I think it gets it gets kind of crapped on a little bit, and I don't exactly know why. Um, there's, I, I mean, we'll go farther into it later, but I think it's a very well done. I think the effects are amazing, um, and it has a. Uh, it's just, I think it's a great film. Um, so why'd you choose it for us? Uh. I just think it's great, and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I went and saw this in theaters. Wonderful experience. Uh, On a date with Mitchell, back when we were trying that hellscape, uh, we almost had a deer on the way (laughs) home, and that was my Evil Dead movie experience. Uh, What about you? Are you sure? Was that that an Evil Dead experience, or was that the Ring 2 experience? Because that sounds awful, too. (laughs) Uh, did you see it in theaters? Uh, Evil Dead? Yes, I did. Um, I went and saw this by myself, actually. <laughs> uh, I am one of those weirdos that doesn't mind going to the movies by themselves. I, um, I go to the movies by myself all the time. I know, but we are weirdos. We are the weirdos, mister. <laughs> um, we, yeah, so I went and saw this in theaters, and I, I'm not going to lie, I had a very high hopes, but very low expectations. And it blew me out of the water. I was really happy with it. Um, I think it's really well done. And, like, it it did subvert my expectations. Pardon me. In a lot of ways. And I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, I And I just bought, you're going to be so jealous, the 4K Collector's Edition, which Ugh, just came out about three so weeks jealous. ago. And let, me tell you, <laughs> and let me tell you, the colors are beautiful and the sound is amazing. Uh, you're going you're gonna to love it. I'm going to have to bring it over for you to borrow. Uh, and, you know, I, need to buy, I need to just buy it. Uh, buy it. It's even still in stock. But, yeah, I am so well, jealous. I It didn't say limited. It just said collectors. So hopefully it'll be out there when you buy it. I love 4K with really good HDR. But you want to dive into this? I feel like we've got a lot to talk about with this one. 
Yes, definitely. Let's uh, let's go into it. All right, so let's start out with our cast of poor characters. Uh, we've got who first? Well, we've got let's uh, let's just go in order. Should we we've put got... it in in spelled order? Should we? <laughs> yeah, that's that was my thought process. Okay, um, <laughs> I'll start off with we have Shiloh Fernandez as. David, uh, the brother of an- another character who's kind of a douche, but like he he really he he goes through a trial in this film. Yes, and, he does. And then we have uh, Lou Taylor Pucci playing Eric, who mm-hmm. is kind of out of time. He has like the long hair and glasses, like he's from the seventies or eighties. Um, and he's like a school teacher, and he's definitely a moron because he <laughs> he kind of brings hell upon his friends. Yeah, because but he can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> his performance in this movie is wonderful, though. I love Lou Taylor Pucci in this. Oh, he's fantastic. I I I like Lou Taylor Pucci a lot. I wish he was in more. Um, he's been in a few really great things that I've seen. And he does. He does. He go, he gets his comeuppance in this film. Let's just say it. But <laughs> eventually, uh, yeah, it, he he definitely is a problem. Um, which is, is followed by Mia, played by Jane Levy. She is our or Levy, Levy or Levy. I'm honestly not sure. Um, oh, I always thought it was Levy, but now it got me second guessing myself. I'm pretty positive it's Levy. Um, but it could. I I don't know. I'm. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Jay, she plays Mia, who is the catalyst for um, all of them coming to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a hell of a night that night, too. Yeah, she uh, does. They all have a hell of a night. Yes. <laughs> um, we're followed by Jessica Lucas, who love Jessica Lucas. I think I she needs to be in more. She's um, on this TV show my parents watch, and I'm just like oh there she uh, is i just love her i've loved her since she's cloverfield on, uh, like, i love her in cloverfield but yeah she's like, in like the resident or something one of those like medical or cop shows you know there's 1500 of them she's on one of those now oh gotcha yeah well mm. at least she's getting paid keep working yep. jessica we she's love working. you um she plays and olivia there's nothing wrong with those shows they just aren't for me right um and she, uh, Jessica Lucas plays Olivia, who is the nurse and one of me and David's friends from childhood. The doctor, uh, right? Oh, oh my god, nurse. that bothers me so <laughs> much. I don't get it. Like, she, it's like such a weird little thing. Like, nurse practitioners are like incredible. Like, it is almost a, it, uh, it's half the schooling, but you know the same things as a doctor. So I don't understand why it's like, it feels like a weird little anecdote. It feels like it's someone who's just like, oh, nurse? Ha 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 I think just because, like, she's the ex-girlfriend, it was just a little, like, is, she is, probably Is thought... she the ex-girlfriend? Yeah. When do they say that? Because I never got, I've heavily, never gotten that vibe. It's very heavily implied uh, when they were talking, uh, when her and David are talking and everything, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, you're the girl," and she's like, "Yeah, and you're you're the nurse." Like it was very much a old girlfriend, new girlfriend meeting. 
which was why the doctor comment because she was like not entirely sure and then she's like a nurse actually and like saying she was on like a little it was just I've always no. gotten that impression. Always. I've, I'll be honest. I've never gotten that impression before. Um, I always thought they've just been friends for a long time. Um, I see where you're coming from, though, because, like, I'm playing it in my head. And uh, because I'm insane. Yeah, and but I do get that. Natalie very much is, like, she's the new girlfriend. She doesn't know anybody. But their interaction specifically, like, I very much was like, oh, she's his ex. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's a read I never had on it. Uh, I'll have to rewatch it again. <laughs> like I didn't already watch it three times this week. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, and then we so we have Olivia, who is ex girlfriend of David, and then we have Natalie, played by Elizabeth Blackmore, who is the new girlfriend to David. And yes, she's sadly she's kind of a milk toast character. Um, yeah, she, but she, she doesn't does really get a lot really to do. Scenes. But she but gets if you notice their names. The first letter of all their names spell demon. How yes. fun is that? Yes, it's cool. David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, Natalie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is this opening sequence. It's wonderful. Oh, it's a fantastic opening sequence. Um, the cinematography is just incredible yeah, in this I movie. Use, um, I use this movie to calibrate my TV or other people's TVs because it's such a complex... Uh, the scene in the staircase, specifically, with the darks and her eyes. and uh, It's complicated to get right, and also because like I saw it in theaters, so like I really remember what it like looks like and it's just it's a complex thing but I use it to calibrate I love the cinematography on this. Yes. But, um but yeah it's it's a fantastic opening. It has the thing I one of the things I really love about this movie is like I said the cinematography is so great. It like almost every frame is a painting. Like you could hang most of these up or make them art and it would be completely okay. Uh it's just incredible. Um, but when we're starting out with the film, you're in that it starts off in a forest and you have the girl like running away, like she's clearly running away from someone. And there's just the shots of like the shadowy man in the background. And oh my God, it's incredible. I literally, it started that off and I remember in the theater going, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh no, we're starting with a rape sequence because that is what it looks like. <laughs> yes, so that is something. Well, and uh, So I listened to the commentary on this and I did get the same thing because there's the, uh-huh. there's I essentially the girl is the running. Com- I haven't listened to the commentary in a while, but I have listened to it back in the day. <laughs> right. Um, and so there's the essentially the director that was what the director wanted he wanted it as like to have kind of like sexual assault vibes um which is kind of a subversion of the audience's except you know uh their expectations um where it's like you know it's a girl at the beginning and she's being chased by these two men who look like you know kind of backwoods guys um yeah they look they look practically right out of wrong turn and then they yeah. catch her and smash her in the face we got the bitch 
yeah and like there's a shot where like her dress is riding up a little bit it's it gives you very very creepy vibes of like kind of sexual assault and then the next time you see her she's been tied to a post and uh basically this woman is speaking welsh and is telling her dad that she has to do what he has to do what needs to be done, and she's begging for her life, and it's just like, you know, that don't do it, like, Daddy, where's Mom? I want to go home. Like, you killed her, baby. <laughs> yep. And so he dumps gasoline or kerosene or something flammable all over her head, and and then also, I don't know, was the gasoline, was that water bottle he used? Was that the same one that comes up later in the film? I've, I've always wondered. Because yeah. I can never catch it quick enough. I, I don't think, think so. so. Um, but he, so he dumps her head and she's just like, Daddy, Daddy, I'll rip your soul out, Daddy. And then goes into demon mode. And it's I'll rip so... your soul out, you pathetic <laughs> fuck, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just taunting him, and he lights a match and throws it, and she lights on fire. And one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in a movie is this demon just looking like she's like writhing in like pleasure of being like burnt alive against that post. Like that is it's ugh, it's so creepy. It's um, such a cool effect and performance. Yeah, it's so good. Her dad takes a shotgun and is like, I love you, baby, as she screams at him and blows her head into smithereens, cut to title card and evil dead and sound design. And it's got the like little vines and trees and stuff going into it. I love it. It's such a way to open a movie. Right. And it is, and then we, once again, the cinematography, but we get that incredible shot where there's just, we start upside down and then just pan down to. Which they the use theater. a lot nowadays, but like. Yeah, that one is really new. Like yes, when I saw it, it I was like, new. oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like seriously watching this, I was like, okay, all right, all right, this is. This is, I was so excited. And also, the vibe of this film is just so freaking good. Um, the vibes? Really? The vibes of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It does have, it has like, not like good vibes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I was getting good vibes, but I'm also insane and seen a billion horror movies. So I was like, yes, this is going to be great. But like, I mean, anyone else who's watching this is just like, oh, this is going to end badly for everyone involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did really like when they pull up to the cabin and you hear in the background the sound design for this movie. Oh, to die for. So Cheska's. good. But you can hear uh, right when they pull up in the background, like in the trees, the join us. Uh, and it's one of those like blink your ears and you'll miss it. Or if you have your TV too quiet or something, but it's just fun. Like they're just doomed from the second they get there. Speaking of cinematography, I love the shot of Mia sitting on the car, sketching in her notepad with all the Jesus rays coming through the trees. Oh, yes, it's such a beautiful shot. I love it in the cars and homage to the original Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. 
which is really cool. Um, honestly, I, I just, I love Jane in this movie. She's so good. Um, mm -hmm. She goes full force in this movie. And yeah, this she, is not an easy role to take on. No. And she, she took this, she took it by the horns and she crushed it. Crushed it. Like, I don't know how many times, every time I watch this movie, I'm just thinking, oh, this must have been such an awful shoot. Yeah. <laughs> how many times she's covered in some form of gross something. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and then she's in, like, a slip for, like, a quarter of the movie. More yeah, than a quarter, I, probably half of it. Like, <laughs> I also really like the doorknob shot. You know the one I mean. Yes, uh, I do. When... Eric is reaching out for the doorknob to check on Olivia in the bathroom. Natalie. Mm -hmm. Olivia. Uh, and he's reaching out and it's shot from underneath and it's the most suspense-filled gorgeous shot and it's literally just somebody reaching for a doorknob. I love it. It's fantastic. Are there yes. any other shots that come to mind that just, you love, just like specific shots? Oh, um... Oh God, there's they're too numerous to count. Sorry, um, I put I, you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you did. Why would you do this to me? Um, Just a few. I love the scene. I love the shot where Eric is sitting down when he's about to open the book. Um, uh, that one from behind, from like the bed frame, like that one's good. Uh, I really love. We've already passed it, but at the beginning. Um, when they're in the basement and it just has that shot of that undershot of the four people standing there. Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh, so creepy. And it has that one guy, um, the, the, uh, the one dude whose face is scarred who, and according to the, to the commentary is a man who survived two plane crashes, not just one, like, Statistically, yes. that's so and horrible. Wasn't it like also <laughs> a lightning strike or something as well? Like it was so crazy. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part, but he was like, it was literally two plane crashes. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that man has even the I feel like if I'd been in a plane crash, I don't know if I would fly again. But you know, yeah, he uh, get back on that horse. <laughs> he he's a brave man. Um, but yeah, I, I love that undershot there. Uh, the shot, the shots of Mia, of course, when she's looking out from under the cellar door oh, at yeah. Natalie. Um, jeez, ah, I it's literally so many; it's so hard to count. I love the shot that's from Natalie's perspective when she's down in the basement and Mia's crawling up. And oh yes, yes, it's yes. just. She's coming out of the darkness and just like you can just see her eyes glowing. Yeah, it's just so gorgeous. Love it. Yeah, probably why you use that to calibrate your TV. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a really complex <laughs> scene visually, but I also love it. It's so cool. I mean, I that scene is my favorite in the entire film, but for just a lot of reasons. <laughs> But yeah, right. the cinematography in this is gorgeous, and the production yes. design is just oozing style. What yeah, do you think of the book design in book? Um, what, do you think of, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the? Book it's funny because I read that. <laughs> it's funny because in in our shared notes for this, I saw that and I was like, book. 
<laughs> I wonder if he's gonna make that a joke. <laughs> um, but yes, no, the book is the book is amazing. It looks so real. Um, the effects team did so great on it. Uh, it's just it feels like a tangible book, and I love I like the additions of having like the the like people writing on it like don't open it don't say it don't do anything you know like burn in hell bitch like all these things that say are that are on the book like and these are things that people would actually say like and i love that it looks like it's made out of the skin like that's clearly uh, made of human flesh (laughs) and like inked and human blood yeah and um i so something that i I didn't really notice before, um, like, and I'm probably ashamed because I've seen this movie X teen times. Um, Same. Like, the illustration of the abomination is an homage to the original poster, and it never, I it never, never resonated with me. Either. Yeah, like, I was watching the commentary, and Teddy Alvarez, the director, was just like, yeah, it was supposed to be my homage to the original trailer. And I was just like, <laughs> Shame on us for not yeah. I I that one never it never resonated with me, um, but yeah, that's supposed to be the that is the homage to the original the Evil Dead poster. And I love the way the cabin looks and the set design. It's just I love well, it. It's just you feel like just, you're there, and it's, it does. It feels like an old cabin that has been nobody's gone to in 10, 15 years. Like, and it's not over it's, the top or anything. It's just, it feels no, it's lived just, in. It feels real. It's just, I love it. Yeah, and then it gets like, covered in gore. Yeah, it gets covered in a lot of stuff. To be honest, and exploded and burnt down. But you know, while well, it's, it's there, it never it's, explodes. Really, it's just burnt. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's like a fireball that shoots up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the gas. <laughs> but we're we're going ahead. Um, what do you yeah, think of? Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, you're going to go. I I was just going to say what a uh, what were you going to say about the uh, when we talk about the effects here a little bit? Um, yeah, especially uh, since we're doing uh, since we're going towards the fireball. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the effects in this movie? Oh, I love them. Um, like I said, I am. So for me, I'm a huge practical effects guy. Um, I, I always feel that practical effects look more tangible. They look real. Um, you can, it's well, something for the actors to They don't always look real, but. <laughs> well, I mean. But, but you know something is there. Even when they're, but like if something is there, you can feel the actors feeling it. Like maybe it's not what they imagined exactly, but like they have something to react to. Um, And that's why I hate, I'm not a big CGI guy. Like, I think it's great. And I think there are movies that utilize it extremely well. But I think that it's, it should be more used as a finishing touch. You know Uh, what I mean? Like little things that you can't do. Exactly. Enhancement. Um, And it's, that's what I love about this movie. It's done practically, so it's just so well done. Um, all of the effects just feel real. Like, yeah, the, aren't there like two CG shots like in the entire thing? 
Yeah. Um, I think, well, there's a couple shots that are, like, juxtaposed. So, like, they're, like, like the burning girl at the beginning. Yes. Um, and then there's a shot. She's against uh, a CGI fire. When, and then when the blood was uh, running down the hill in one shot, they couldn't make it show up. So they had to use CGI to, like, for the blood in that scene. But otherwise, yeah. they didn't. When, uh, and they probably, up the dog. And they probably had to, you know, like maybe erase some wires here and there or something. But otherwise, it's all practical. And it's good practical. Like this effects team is phenomenal for what they were able to pull off. I mean, if and, I ran uh, the Academy, this would have gotten an Oscar. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there was any justice. Uh, <laughs> there is none <laughs> also um if you were talking about the blood running down that little hill uh why why would you name a dog grandpa i i just i don't know it bugs me every single time i'm like did like, they get it it seems like a dog they've had for a long time and yeah, why, would so like, a, why would you name a puppy grandpa i could see if you adopted an elderly dog but this was like, oh, I haven't seen this dog in years. Grandpa? Grandpa? Like, like <laughs> dogs don't live for 30 years or anything. And No. I Every time I watch it, I'm just like, why did they name the dog Grandpa? I don't know. It like, like, I, it's one of those, I just don't understand it. Um, weird choice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, see, I, I could be disparaging against this movie sometimes, you know? Like, I've, I've, yeah. I've got problems. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think of like the demon makeup? Oh, the demon makeup is beautiful. Uh, it's really well done, especially Mia's. Um, uh, well, yeah, because so all the stuff she goes through, like physically and everything, it's so yes. Yeah. Jane Levy goes through like Jane Levy's character of Mia goes through a hell of a time. So essentially, the entire movie is um, so Jane Levy's character Mia had watched her mother die and in like a slowly like basically just went insane and was had to take care of her from a young age while her brother David like moved to Chicago and started doing whatever he wanted um and there's a lot of resentment there but Mia ended up becoming a drug addict in order to to cope with what she was dealing with and the whole reason they're out at the cabin is to try and get Mia clean off of drugs um which I think is such a fascinating reason for it um it yeah I do love that you know usually it's just like why don't they leave or something it makes sense for them to be there and stay and want her to be there and excuse some erratic behavior and I do love that. And they right. do try and they do try to leave, like at the point, you know, okay, we should leave. And it just doesn't work for them. But I do love that they did set up a situation that would make sense for them to stay. Right. And that was something I I never understood because a lot of critics were very much like, Why don't they just leave? That all this shit is happening, blah 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but like a a, a a junkie going through withdrawal, they're going to say, like uh, like Olivia says, they're going to say whatever they can to get out. They want out. They want more. They need to fix. They need to get out of there. Like, they will literally fight 
for they will literally do anything to try and get another fix because just to make the hurt stop. And that's exactly what happens. They think that Mia is just going through withdrawals and she's making shit up, but unfortunately, uh, there's a very evil force which is looking to possess her, and it, it does. And she, but her makeup is fantabulous. Uh, she gets all these blisters from the they. She pours boiling water all over her skin and like it's ugh. so gross. They're like popping. So gross. It's so nasty. Yeah, I will say yeah. I'm gonna push back a little bit. I think calling her a junkie is not nice, and I think it helps feed into the stereotypes about addiction. You are and... correct. I am sorry. I just mean in the context of the movie, but you are correct. Because that's kind just, of just in general. Like I bristled a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was even gonna bring this up on this episode, but. I do try to be fairly open with my life and I had a struggle with addiction a few years back and that thankfully beat it without a record or dying. I'm one of the lucky few, but I do know how it feels when people look at you differently and everything and addiction is a very horrible thing and seeing friends go through it and die from it. Uh, call it reducing right. them to calling them junkies is a way You're to right. I'm sorry. Make, that was... It's just a way to like other them, and I don't like it. I know it's a thing. I probably would have referred to it like that myself if it wasn't something I had any knowledge of. But anyway, I right. just wanted to. And, throw I, that and you're right. I should have been a little bit more sensitive on that. I am sorry. Um, I'm still. I'm still and learning. Also, I'm still on the journey. Also, on that. When she pours her drugs down the well, it is so hard to watch for me. Like, it makes me feel literally ill. And then watching, like, her withdrawal stuff on top of everything else, I'm just like, this poor girl is having the worst night ever. And at the end of it, I'm like, I don't know if you would just, like, stay sober or if you would just need to be on drugs the rest of your life because... Well, uh, I mean, I don't know. I always took it as like they frame point, it very positively, but I'm just yeah. Well, and also like she's fought her demons both metaphorically and physically at this point. True. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I yeah. So <laughs> see, um, but she's she's fought them and won. Like she's lost. Oh, like so many people she loves but she won like and she Mia goes through a lot in this movie and you're right I shouldn't have I shouldn't have reduced her to just a junkie because it isn't just a part of her like and it's I should I just wanted to point it no, out no no you're absolutely <laughs> right please please do if I'm ever wrong you, you know you yeah, know better Sean yes I I should be better um <laughs> But I'm still learning myself, and sometimes I, you know, like, there are words that are ingrained in a human conscious that you've heard since you're a kid, and it's hard to sometimes let them go. But I've got to learn to let them go better. Um, and, yes, so, learning moment. But, yes, so she's fought her demons metaphorically and physically, and I think at the end of this, she walks out of it 
she might be a more broken she might be slightly broken but i do think she's a stronger person i mean her hands fucking ripped off <laughs> yeah well i mean but i mean and we're watching since we're watching the unrated cut you do at least see her like that weird eye-opening thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, Which, I, don't like, what, I don't either. I was going to be like, does, like, is, I don't know. It's, her eyes are normal, but the way it's shot is just a little Like, sus. I legitimately did not need that. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> I don't need that at all. It um, is the I only the thing other... with the unrated cut that I would just have left out. Yeah, just uh, get rid of it. <laughs> um, speaking of Jane Levy and demon makeup and just effects, uh and that commentary track <laughs> uh you know the scene when she's just like walking around in the rain just trying to like get through withdrawal after yes. she's uh i don't think she's been possessed yet no oh yeah and she sees something in the woods and then she pukes so she had like cold what was it like clam chowder was, or something it was soup i don't remember she and, did, i don't remember what they said but yeah it's soup just cold yeah, soup cold soup you know? she had to just hold her mouth while she was walking around for this scene and i was just like ugh, i would have probably actually vomited like actors there's a reason they get those big paychecks <laughs> yes they do go through a lot for it um yeah but she's uh I just, I really like the character of Mia. Um, yeah. I think she's so well done. Um, what do you think and, of the death scene effects for the various uh, characters? Oh, they're so good. So good. Uh, the It's hard to decide which one's my favorite. Um, Effects-wise? Yeah. Like, they're all just so well done. Like, and they're probably some of the best put to movie um i think it's e. i it's an easy answer for me uh olivia uh but natalie's whole... man just the whole natalie oh. sequence like the natalie one it's just it's so funny to me watching it and the effects really? around it like the stuff with the guys but the actual death effects on Olivia in the bathroom are so gnarly. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it is gross. I don't know how to yeah. do it. Yeah, it is such a gnarly scene. Uh, yeah, so basically in the story, we've Mia's been like, at, when we're at that point, Mia's basically they had smelled something while they were at the cabin, and she, so she's super so she's going off drugs she's hypersensitive and she keeps smelling something that reeks it smells like something's dead and they end up discovering in the basement there's a bunch of dead cats strung up which how much did you hate that Clayton? uh i always hated it but i'm just like those aren't like it's not like you see them running around and then it dead and so it's very obviously like those aren't real cats hanging there i know those are prop prop dead cats right um uh, but yeah it bothers me a lot more if i've seen a cat running around and then like the cat's dead or gone and you know it's killed right and uh, so they discovered the book down there and we book, book and eric's stupid ass decides 
I'm going to read these words that have been crossed out and says, don't read them. They open the door to him. Like, it's clearly like, would you touch this book? Would you read these words? Fuck no. Yeah. Fuck no. They killed Diana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a quote from Silent Night that like, literally I'm, says all the time. There and is I, hardly I, a I day that goes that. by that I'm not like, fuck no, they killed Diana. Uh, so when he said really it like that, I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said they killed Diana at the end of fuck no, but I was just like, I'm just going to leave it at fuck no. No, I, I would not. Touch it was that going book. to happen. No, I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, I would open it, like I would open the book to see what's in it, but I would not read it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like in tune with any of like the other side of things. Like, I am not. I'm a very, like, generally a practical person. And this one, I like, I still would not read this. Like, I would not take this chance. Um, <laughs> I My curiosity is high, but it isn't that high. Uh, but yeah, so basically, he, Eric reads from the book. No, you must not read from the book. Um, nice little mummy reference, uh, which is something I scream in my head every time I watch this. And... <laughs> and he unleashes uh, basically a demon from hell and it targets Mia because she's right now the weakest of the bunch. Oh, yeah. And it starts tormenting her and oh, it's just so On so the tormenting boy. her, can we talk about the performances? Yes. Jane Levy's performance is phenomenal. I think everybody actually puts in a pretty good performance with what they are given. Right. Uh, they aren't all given the most character depth, but I mean, it's an Evil Dead remake. How much? Like, I'm impressed that they made Mia so layered. Um, well, well, one of the things I like is there's a lot of quiet moments with the characters that kind of tell you who mm-hmm. they are. Like, I mean, Eric gives off like little dirty looks and like. Olivia kind of rolls her eyes a couple times and, and like there's parts where, you know, when Mia's like Mia's walking around in the rain and then she sees the demon taunting her, she comes back in and she's like, I need to leave right now. Like we need to go, we need to go. And like Olivia's like, we've decided we're not taking you home because you OD'd last time and you could die if you stay on this. And so uh, Mia turns to her brother David and David had not been there for her at all. He did not come back to see his mom. He did not come back to help her. Like Jane, uh, Jane Levy's Mia has been, I almost called her Jane. I was like, what? Uh, has <laughs> been by herself through the whole thing. And that's why she turned to drugs is to, for something to help her deal with it. And when he asks her, she's like, David, take me home. And he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, we can't, like, we all decided, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I asked you to come here for me, not for them. And he, she's like, I need you to help me. And he's like, we are here to help you. And he looks down. So he's not even looking at her. He's not looking at her eyes. He's not looking at her. He's like, I'm here for you. I'm here for, and she's like, you're a liar. 
and then rips off the necklace he gave her, which is another homage to the Evil Dead that necklace. Yes, and I uh, do like that at the end it's to, like fixed. So to, off screen at some point, you know, he like fixed it. I thought that was a cute little subtle thing. Right. And I th- I did think that was nice too, but like that's that's a huge sign for his character. Like he's a coward. Like he ran away because he couldn't handle what was happening with his mother, but he left his little sister to do to deal with it. And I mean that is such a quiet it's, moment, but it tells you so much about David. It's also I mean that's a hard situation. And it is because they're because like, they're both I, young, like early twenties, and we don't know how long ago that had been. So. Yeah, but the thing is, is like people deal with things differently. It's not necessarily right, but I do think it is understandable. Yeah, but I mean, if you have at least, if you have someone else, like it's it's still even slightly easier, like dealing with any kind of loss like that, especially because it sounds like the mother either had dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. It sounds like dementia, to be honest, and like was asking for David and Mia's like, I had to lie. And then one day I just pretended all day I was, I was you. And like, this tells you so much about them without saying, without actually having to go and see it. And I, I really like that. I love mm-hmm. movies that build characters quietly and allows the characters to become characters. Yeah. I think this movie has a really, things. really effective intro to all the characters who they are, how they relate to each other, just in their opening sets of dialogue that they all have individually. You get a very clear sense of their relationships, who they are. It's just it's very effective. And I love the performances from everybody, from everyone, but Jane Levy, I mean, when she has that conversation with Dave, it, I mean, not to mention like her whole demonic thing she has to do, and but just at the beginning playing addict Mia after the scene which we will get to when she's talking to David and she's like there's something in the room that performance like that little scene right there gives me chills every single time Uh and I have seen this movie 50 goddamn times no I've seen it honestly probably a lot more than 50 times if I'm gonna be honest but it gives me chills every single time I'll be honest, I think that is the most scared I've ever seen anyone look on film. Like, Yeah. Like, she legitimately looks terrified. And I mean, it is, like, it is just terrifying to watch. Ugh. Such a hard And it's so funny, because she just, she always says comedy. And and then she just did this, and... uh... Yeah. Uh, what should we call it? Back to back. And it's just like, nope, I'm going to do a musical show. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So Jane Levy uh, started off as, in Suburgatory, which is what I first noticed her in, um, which was a really good show with Jeremy Sisto, who I know you love. And yeah, Jeremy Sisto, he's so hot. He is great. He's good in a lot of things. May is really good too, if in case we're, we'll probably cover that one day. Um, I do like May. I, I really like him in Six Feet Under because he goes full frontal, but anyway. Um. (laughs) Um, but yeah he she was in that and then she did evil dead and that's when i was like okay all right she's she's got this and i'm really glad it's jane levy because originally lily collins was 
cast in this role in case you can't remember. I can't. I didn't. I have locked that out of my memory. And I'm like, I was really glad that it was Jane Levy because I was like, I, no offense to Lily Collins, but I don't think she could have given this bravura of a performance. Um, I've like, I don't think I've ever seen a performance out of her that, uh, that wasn't something all. you, no, she's, she, it's a little bit Tegas of Pharmacus syndrome. <laughs> Where, like, oh, I, but I have seen one good performance out of Teresa. Yeah, but I mean, like, my thing with Teresa is, like, it, almost every character is the same. The one that I really like is not a typical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, but, like, uh, everything else she's always put for. Like, I don't know, it's maybe not, it's the Ryan Murphy of it all, but she's just always stays the same character. Uh, the, but that's what I always feel for Western, Lily Collins. That Western movie with Karen Gillan that she's in with, like, Ethan Hawke. What is it called? Uh, I don't remember, oh. but she's so funny in it. Oh, um, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I've never um, seen her do funny before, and well, that's cool. It was okay. Yeah, so like Lily Collins, I've I've never seen her give anything that's like a bravura performance. Like it always feels kind of a little bit the same. Um, although I have heard she's really good in that Netflix show. Um, about anorexia she was i heard she was really good in that i just haven't watched it yet there's a netflix show about anorexia man yeah i think they'll make a show about anything now well it's i mean it's it it looked good it looks it looks like a uh like a like a dramedy like she's about anorexia kind of yeah i mean it's supposed to be she's she's a young woman with anorexia who like joins a group home for like people with um with eating disorders and like you could tell it's like it looks like patch adams with anorexia i guess oh i don't know it's like you know like the sweet heartfelt moments that sometimes feel a little forced in movies like i I haven't seen it yet so i can't i think i'll i'll skip it i do not have the time to invest in a netflix (laughs) show about anorexia that is heartfelt (laughs) uh Anyway, Evil Dead, though. <laughs> uh, Jane Levy. Yes. The shoot must have been a nightmare. Oh, my God. Ugh. It was awful. Um, of course, I, I watched the special features for this, too, because <laughs> 4K Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, are, there any new, it's all... are there any new features? No, it's just in 4K. I just um, like saying that to hurt you. Um, yes. No, it's the same features as the Blu-ray, but um, it is, it's, yeah, it's basically there's so much blood used, so much, like, gore effects. Like, it was a rough shoot, she said. And, and a lot of it would have been night shoots, too, which would be miserable on their own. Mm-hmm. Just being covered yeah. in all the, ugh. I just feel in so the, sorry for them. In the commentary, they were talking about how um, he would like, he was like, you need to get your, uh, Fetty Alvarez was talking to Jane Levy. He was like, you need to sleep. Like, do you need sleeping pills? Like, do you, like, you, I know it's, you're like used to being awake during the day, but you need to sleep. Like, you need your rest for like all of this. Oh. Sleeping pills. I need those sometimes. Ugh, you're right, but yeah, it's it's just such a 
it, it must have been such of a nightmare shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, it would have been for all the characters. Um, as I say, so who's your favorite character in the movie? Let me just. Well, just I mean, throw that. Mia, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Mia should be the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will really- say, I, I don't know. I find Demon Natalie really funny. <laughs> right. She is uh, really funny. Speaking of really funny, do you want to talk about some like memorable, just like moments or lines that were just really funny or stood out to you before we get into the set pieces of this film, <laughs> of which there are many? Oh, I mean, there's so many. I mean, you could. Uh... It's oof, the so I actually have a really good one. Um, so when I saw I saw this in theaters and I loved it. So the minute it came out on Blu-ray, guess who bought it? Me, Sean, and me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I went to Walmart that Tuesday at midnight and got uh-huh. it. Um, <laughs> Like, I went and got it, and then I think I was working midnights at the time, so I I was I was still living at home, and or at my parents' old home, and I was like, mom, like, because my mom used to hate horror movies, um, but she'll watch them if I was watching them with her, and I was like, mom, we have to watch this. You're like, this movie is so scary, and she's like, oh, but I don't watch it then, and I'm like, no, but it's so scary, you have to watch it. And she's like, okay, are you staying out here? And I was like, yes, of course I'll stay out here. And so we're watching it. And there's this scene, the water scene, where it's... uh, So basically, after Mia is... Like, after David basically betrays Mia, she steals the car keys and tries to drive out. And the demon, like, stands in the middle of the road. She ends up crashing the car and is, like, caught in a swamp. Mm. And it looks so cold, but apparently that water was heated. So uh, yes, <laughs> which sounds disgusting. Like I wouldn't want it like natural water heated; that'd be gross. Uh, uh, yeah, but I do but I mean... think I think it's so funny when she crashes. The car's half full of water, and she's just like opening the door, grabbing her purse, making sure it's on her arm. And then she gets out, and she's like in the oh, water. So... She takes off her purse and throws it back. <laughs> Yeah, well, and actually, they actually in the commentary they said that's a reference to um, a David Lynch movie called Wild at Heart, where there's this part where they the main characters come across a car crash, and this woman is in like such shock that she's just looking for her earring, and that was what they referenced for this movie was her looking for her earring and just being like could not find it <laughs> like so that's why she's she's in shock so she's grabbing her bag like, uh, well yeah she's clearly in shock i just think it's yeah. funny <laughs> <laughs> literally just drops out into like six feet of water <laughs> and just like takes her purse right off i was like yeah um but yeah so she basically she swims to the shore and she's crawling through mud and she hears it sounds like david yelling Mia and she looks back and there's just this quiet still shot you see the car see the water and like some mud and then all of a sudden the mud just yes and fog and then the the mud just lifts up and there's like 
the figure. And it is, it is one a of really the good jump scare I've ever seen in my life. It is probably the best one. It is I in the theater. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, and I I was even expecting it and still got scared. And I don't get scared very often. I've seen far too many horror movies, and I was like, oh. But we're I'm watching this with my mom, and my mom screamed at four <laughs> in the morning, and it's just like. and i died laughing like i it's four o'clock in the morning like i'm just laughing my ass off and my mom was like i don't want to watch this anymore (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's my mom my mom's watching this she did finish it she liked it um in case you were wondering keeping you in suspense but yeah uh, i was wondering she did say this movie was very, very scary. But, it is. Um, it's scary, but it's fun. Yes, it's it's just so well done. Um, when we were talking memorable moments. That's that is one of my most favorite parts of the movie. Uh, for lines, uh, I definitely do love the. Uh, is that blood? <laughs> I know it's always blood. If you're ever in a situation where you're like, "Is that blood?" It's blood. Get out of there. Call the police. Is that blood? Run. Like, I have no qualms about it. Like, eh, that's... And, like, the thing is, when they get to the cabin, like, it was already broken into. Like, what if a person was murdered there? Yeah. Like, when I saw that blood, I was like, get out. Like, good God, get out. (laughs) I do love it when they're going down in the basement and Eric's like, it smells like burnt hair. Oh, yes. Because clearly the basement is where the girl from the beginning was burnt. Yeah. And shot in the head. It's such a funny offline. It is. Smells like burnt air. Air. Uh, it's just uh, that's such a good we'll cover this in more detail under like when we're talking about the big set pieces of the movie but I just wanted to ask you the bramble scene do you think it's better or worse than the original oh this is such a hard call it's kind of both like I think it's so well done like it's absolutely terrifying but it felt uh i don't know it the it's uh, i don't know this one's a really hard question for me because i i think it's so well visually done but i think it's and i like that they use that as like how she becomes possessed Mm -hmm. um and i think that's like like that's kind of cool. Like they use that as a possession, especially because it. Uh, one of the things I notice about this movie is it feels like the possession is almost like viral at points. Oh yeah, um, it's very like, viral. Uh, which I think kind of plays back towards it, but um, I don't know. I can't decide on this one. To be honest with you, I, I think, it's... think it's better than the original because the original that branch just punches her in the vagina and I cannot handle oh. it. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. any well but that's one of that the things that, that makes that version I was gonna say but that's one of the things that makes that movie so like visceral is it's just so like, hardcore. It feels 
if uh, when you're watching it, that feels it, it seems wrong. Like something bad has happened. Um, when you say better or worse, are you saying like better? Is it better done, or you mean like better as in like this one feels less or feels like a worse was, fate than the other? Um, I don't really know. Just however you took it in your mind, that's what I was meaning. Probably yeah, specifically I, for me is would just be uh I don't I don't even know how to describe what I mean, but it's just the original is just so oh, horrible to watch and like this is really hard to watch and it's just like oh but that original scene I just I can't can't yeah. do it. Yeah. So was, I would say this one is better as a general. That one's rough. Uh, uh poor Cheryl. I love the line Kiss me, you dirty cunt. Why don't you come down here so I can suck your cock, pretty boy? Your little um, sister's being raped in hell. Oh, <laughs> God, it's so awful. And I, He's not here right now, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Man, the classic. Is just like, get the in there. <laughs> <laughs> I also quite enjoy Why Does My Face Hurt? <laughs> Oh, that one. Oh, I this feel so bad. This movie does. It has a lot of humor. Like it's fucked up humor, but it does have humor. Yeah, it's it's very dark humor. Like it's uh that uh that one's such a hard one, especially because I feel so bad for Natalie in that scene. So yeah, like but she's not like she's only there because she's been dating David for like what a couple months. <laughs> Hey, babe, why didn't you come with me to my sister's uh, cleanse? <laughs> We're going to get her off heroin. Come on, it'll be fun. All our old friends are there. Totally light vibes. You like it, babe. Promise. Yeah, and like, and it, even in the commentary, they were all like, D- David and Natalie have only been dating like two months. Like, is what they said, is what what is implied. It's like, they're a brand new couple. Like, I would never invite a significant other to my sister's detoxing. Yeah. Like, I would never. Like, unless they know them, and they've known them for years. But, like, why would you put them... Like, it just shows that David is an idiot. Like, he doesn't get the situation. He's not involved in Mia's life. He doesn't know what's happened with her. Like, and he hasn't really cared. Like, otherwise he would have. And so, I just... I feel like David is such a shitbag in this movie. I'm, you know who's a bigger he, shitbag in this movie? Eric. And he deserves everything that comes to him. Yeah, so Eric gets the, the brunt of the punishment, thankfully. Uh, um, speaking of punishment... Do you, are you ready to talk about the various wonderful set pieces of this film? Yes. Um, I mean, we have a couple different ones. We've got the uh, the original. Like, uh, we kind of we kind of touched upon the tree rape scene, the infamous tree rape. Yeah. Um, um, so that one is that one's. That one's good, but we go on to after that. Mia is has been basically possessed, and uh, it's she. At one point, she's been given a sedative because when they find her, she's all scratched up by the 
by the bra- <laughs> by the brambles and thorns and, <laughs> and the giant thorny vine thing that went up her vagina up. with yeah with, complete with a sound just like that. Uh. Oh, <laughs> so bad. Um, and she, while she's being possessed, she pours boiling water on her and ends up getting these giant blisters, which is just incredible makeup. And they discover they can't leave because the road has been washed out from all the rain mm-hmm. and it's now Conven- a raging river. Conveniently. Right. And they end up... So Olivia basically gives her a sedative. Give her a sedative. Young uh, <laughs> 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 Frankenstein has been on my mind. Um... But she gives her she gives her son a name to try and like knock her out and then Mia gets possessed and you get the this epic shot of her just like another one of my favorite shots of like the just like the door blowing open and like the like the evil force is just presenting its wind and she's screaming like this great scream like such a good horror movie scream and you hear the dialogue from the demons from the original dead you know mm. like you will die one by one we will take you and, and she's like you're all gonna die tonight and yeah, she, had, and she then had a gun and so shoots David in the shoulder mm-hmm. which he only gets he only gets a couple pieces of a yeah. uh, <laughs> let me get my door. tweezers so I can help get the shrapnel out but, I mean, she's right. I mean, she's I, not I wrong. know. Like it's, that was smart. It's, it's just like, funny. It's just I got tweezers in my bag. Like, <laughs> like, like, isn't Olivia a medical student or a nurse? Like, get rid of this. Like, doesn't she? Well, have a Olivia doctor? is busy right then because yes, so... she <laughs> is kind of tussling with Mia to get the gun away from her, and Mia gets on top and. Cute. Just vomits and, this. Uh, it's like blood, but it's more than blood. It's, and it's chunky. Ugh, <laughs> chunky. It's one of those. Uh, it's so And gross. it goes on for so long. I mean, it is just the volume and amount of blood and puke that they are spraying <laughs> uh, all in her face. Her mouth's open. It's just like. <laughs> Uh, it's fun. Uh, it's so it, gross. It's so gross. It's it's one of the the most gross demon possession. Like, uh, it's gross. But she they end up throwing me into the basement, and then yeah, we... she fucking chucks her ass in the basement. What you? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm out. Go get off of me. Bye. Like she. Uh, and Olivia goes to go get more sedative because Mia's like beating herself up in the basement and throwing herself against stuff and you get that incredible scene of like Olivia has like stripped off her sweater because it's covered in chunks ew Um, and she's just like fumbling and you could tell she is shaken like she knows that something is really 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 wrong and it's not something she can and it's not something she can she can control anymore and the mirror like slides closed or like she opens it grabs out chlorpromazine and is like trying to get the shot ready for Mia and then the door the the 
medicine cabinet door just slowly closes and you see this the her reflection in the mirror and she has like this cut up bloody face and then she looks up and it ex- the mirror just like breaks into a million pieces. Yeah, just shatters into pieces. And she's like freaking out, like rightfully so, goes to walk out with the shot and then just stops immediately. And I love that shot. She doesn't like, just, just her stop lower half. Like it is so it is literally like in 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 the commentary they say uh it was a it was actually a harness. So they yeah. like pull her to a stop. So it is like immediate stop do not move at all like yeah it's but without seeing the harness and everything it is the weirdest thing she's just like walking away and then it's just like and she's just frozen and then she misses herself and oh yes and she she gets possessed and when eric goes to find her he discovers that she's taken the shard of the mirror and cut off pieces of of her her face. face And he slides on a piece of her cheek. Oh yeah. Uh, he uh, and then lands on the he lands on the toilet and I'm just like every time yeah, I'm like that back, would hurt so bad. Back and these people like I feel like how old are they supposed to be? Are their bodies given up yet? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I feel like they're like mid maybe mid twenties, late twenties Yeah, or... it's getting to the point where you couldn't just like take a hit like that in the back. <laughs> from a toilet and be fine. Oh, I couldn't when I was 12. Like, good God, that one just It makes like me it hurt. hurt so badly, but also don't Ugh. feel bad for him because he started it. Yeah, so he's the cause of all this. So whatever happens to Eric, he definitely deserves. Um, and basically, uh, Deadite, for lack of a better word. Um, That's what they call Deadites. <laughs> yeah, Deadite. Well, I know, but they're you never really call them Deadites in the movie. They're more just like no. possessed. Deadite, Deadite Olivia starts like coming <coughs> after him and just like takes that shard and just stabs Eric in the chest and then takes the needle. And this one is really rough. The hypodermic needle. Yeah, and just stabs like his face like probably like eight, ten times. And uh, he finally just like pushes her off of him, and she her, hits her head on the on the shower shower thing. on the shower lip, and just stops. And like he sits up and then pulls the needle out of his eye. Oh, it's like right hurt. below his eye, and he pulls it out. It's a really cool effect. I won't you know how they did that? Because I do know how they did that, but I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it. So people... Oh, right. You know, sometimes when you see behind the curtain, it ruins it. Uh, right. Good point. And um, then he... She starts crawling toward him again, and I love this performance piece from her, because you can, like, see it in her eyes that, like, she's still in there and doesn't want to do it. I don't know if you picked that up when she's, like, crawling back toward them. Uh, I think it's just such a cool, like, performance that she was able to get through with all that makeup and prosthetics and stuff on. And he bashes her to death with the top of the toilet, the lid. Yep. And, and uh, that is and number one to die is Olivia. Yep. Bye-bye. And <laughs> are we going to, do you want to do these in order or just like? I was figuring we'd just go in order. That way we kind of go through the, what's happening in the movie too. Um, and so basically after that, Eric's like, oh, 
we're definitely having problems here. Um, so they go, David goes to go patch up oh, Eric. Yeah, yeah. And Natalie is sent back into the house to go grab water and sugar. So his yeah. blood shirt. While they're, while they're duct taping him up because yes, duct tape. Because solves everything. Yeah. Honestly, it's such a good thing to have. That and super glue. That's why super glue was originally created, was yeah. just for, for battle wounds. And uh, Natalie. <laughs> poor Natalie. Natalie gets a really shite time on this one. Um, Mia basically pushes open the, the the cellar. Natalie goes down there, and Mia's crying, and, and she's she crying sounds tears she of... sounds normal. She's just like Natalie, help me! Why did you lock me down here? Yep, and she's just like, you went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what to do, and you can see Mia's barely outlined. You can't tell really if she's crying or laughing. Depending on no, your TV she's supposed set. to be crying, and they said in there she was she was actually crying blood tears, like the tears are blood. Yes, but she's um, also but you can't see it. Uh, well. Yeah, I was gonna say if your TV is too bright because you're not supposed to really be able to see it, like you can tell she's also kind of laughing at the same time, but right. it's just super creepy. Natalie is just like gets creeped out. He's like, she starts after sounding normal. She starts going into the possessed voice again. And Natalie's like, nope, fuck this. And they <laughs> um, and she starts going back up the stairs. And earlier, when they went down there to figure out what the, the smell was, they uh, they had established that one of the, the stairs were rotted and were super, super, like, soft. And so she's running up, and the one of the stairs just breaks. So she's caught at the top and is trying to climb her way out. She, she finally manages to out. climb her way out. Yeah, she finally manages to climb her way out, and then it stops, and you just get a close-up of her face, and then just pulled back into the cellar, and the door closes. And then we get probably would stop, but not Evil Dead. (laughs) No, and honestly, we get probably one of the most iconic sequences of the whole movie. If not the, I was like, this is one of the most iconic sequences in a horror. I think I fucking that is true. Yeah, but. Natalie is laying there, and Mia is just like crawling up her, and this is just crawling, just shot in shadow. Uh huh. And like deep black, her leg, and uh, it's just deep blacks, deep contrast, light coming in through the slats in the cellar door. You could just make out, you know, Mia's face is already all fucked up from the blisters and. It's very demon looking, and you can just see like the yellow of her eyes as she's crawling. It's it's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's so creepy. And Natalie is grabs a utility knife to try and defend herself, and Mia just like plucks it out of her hand, like (laughs) like it's easy, Um, and ends up. What does uh, she do with that utility knife, Sean? She takes that utility knife and opens it all the way up and then just licks it and like bifurcates her tongue. Uh, it is such a like her tongue is split right down the middle. It and is they're both wiggling on both awful. sides and then she's like, Kiss me a dirty cut. <laughs> yeah, and that's where that comes in. And oh god, that is just awful. As well, she's gushing oh. blood and everything, and she also like bites her hand. Yes, I was about to say. I forgot she also bit her hand when she grabbed the 
Which I wouldn't would mention, but that's how she... Well, I mean, I guess the blood... We'll go into it in a minute. Um, uh, but yeah, so she kisses her, and the blood is just pouring down Natalie's face, and oh, it's so gross. And poor Natalie. She shouldn't have even been there. <laughs> yeah, she should not have been here. This is this is just awful. Um, and David opens the cellar door, and Natalie's like, nope, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> David, is right out. David is hot, but he is not worth this shit <laughs> no no he's not worth this at all um and so david's just like uh okay um and in the un- in the unrated cut uh I, this is another scene i'm not a big fan of from the unrated cut to be honest with you is when he's just like holding natalie and natalie has clearly been through some shit at that point and eric comes back in grabs the water that she had put down and it's just like thanks for the water and i'm like well he had just been through a lot and she came to get him water and then they just never came back so he was just like, yeah but he's like shed. she's like sitting she's laying on the ground sobbing sobbing but like something know. has clearly happened like well, I, he just got stabbed in the chest and in the face a bunch and had to kill one of his friends. Motherfucker started this. You were told not to leave from the book. He did start like, it. I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm not, you feeling can... ba- I'm not feeling badly for him because he deserves everything he gets. But just pointing out, she did come to the house to get him water to hydrate him because he had lost a lot of blood. <laughs> right. But like you could clearly tell that something has happened. Like She's not just like crying she is sobbing like, if i had just been stabbed sobbing. all that much i wouldn't give a shit why this bitch was crying i would be like i need medical attention i needed my sugar water thanks Ugh. okay and then once i'm hydrated what happened yeah he's just i don't like eric he's such a dick in this um i just i understand why he's he's rough but like i still just don't like him He's he's not a good a nice guy, uh. But yeah, so basically after that, Eric is trying to explain to David like Mia's possessed, like this is bad, like we I read this there's nothing the we could do we but stop him. Read. <laughs> yeah, I it's it said not to read it, but I did anyway because, <laughs> and he is like we have to kill Mia, like there's no way we can get out of it, like she's possessed, we have to stop her, like there's no there's no saving her. And all this time, Natalie is in the kitchen and is just, like, trying to clean her hand out under the wa- under the spigot from the sink. And all these, like, black, chunky, oh, things God, are coming so out of the gross. pipe mark. It's She's so gross. She's literally just squeezing her hand, like, and it's these little, like, they look like... I don't even know. They look like wormy, black, but they look... Black pus maggots that squeal. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, they're so gross. And she has and, amazing hand acting. Oh, she amazing. does. Stellar. Elizabeth Blackmore has a really good possession thing, but she like watches her like possessions start to like move up her hand. And she's just like her hand is just like contorting. And they do that really cool, like uh they have a really cool sound design with the yeah. Deadites. Uh, they've got the which, air raid siren and like a bug sound yeah it's like almost like bones cracking and it's like and it's so creepy uh but like her hand starts like going going all ash handy 
And at this point, I was just like, are they going to make Natalie the star of this? I was like, she hasn't gotten anything to do. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I was like, are they just going to, like, are they just going to pull the wool out of her mother's? Um, I, I'm very glad they didn't. But she notices she's sitting there and she starts to get possessed and she's just like, nope, can't do it. And so she sees that the, like, her corruption is just moving up her arm and it's like probably through half her, her forearm, almost to her elbow. And she sees the electric knife and Mia has been taunting her from the cellar with all the epic like, we're gonna get you. Um, uh, which from is only the original. in the unrated cut. It's not in yes. the theatrical version. Which, it makes me sad because I do think it, it could have still worked. Especially because it was, in all the, it was in all the trailers. Yeah, so I don't understand like, why they cut that one. Like, it's literally like, what, 20 seconds of this movie? Like, it, it, it should have been in the original. Yeah. And I think he said it was like, oh, it's a pacing thing. And I'm like, I don't think so. I that don't. would not have hurt that pacing to have that little yeah. inclusion, especially because it's a yeah. nice callback to the original. But yeah, it is just so well done. Whatever. And it's just we the, the unrated Jane... cut and the regular yep. cut. So <laughs> exactly. And then, so Natalie takes the electric knife and she's about to bring it to her arm. And Mia's just like, don't do it, you little bitch. Don't cut it off. <laughs> that's another one. Don't cut it off. And I, that's another one of my favorite lines. And she's just like, fuck you. <laughs> and then just cuts her arm off with an electric knife. And, and it happens uh, to short the entire house's electricity out. Oh, with the it's blood awful. Yes. So she like is cutting through it. And you could it tell she's trying not to throw up. Yeah, like she's legitimately just like not looking. And it gets to the bone and it cracks the bone and just like blows and blood all over And she screams and the she lights screams, go out. She screams and then it shorts out the entire electricity of the house from her blood cutting off her own arm with an electric knife. <laughs> and I'm just like, this movie is so good. <laughs> like, yeah, I remember in the movie when I saw it in the theaters, I was just like, Oh, this movie is so good. <laughs> yeah. I was just uh, like beaming the entire time in that theater. Yes, the whole time. I, I can't blame you. But I was too. I was just like, this is great. Um, and then they come back in. and <laughs> Her arm is literally hanging on by like a strand of flesh. And it just falls off, <laughs> and she's just like, "I feel much better now." Yeah, <laughs> like, it's such oh. a fun effect too. It's so squishy, and just the fact that it's just hanging by some sinew, because yeah, obviously it's... she couldn't use it anymore after the electricity went out because it's an electric knife. <laughs> right, it just it's... falls off by its own weight. It's so gross. I love it. It's uh, it is. It's so gross. It brings um, us up to our next wonderful set piece of the nail gun sequence. Yes, which Natalie. So basically, Eric is like, "I'm gonna burn this place down. Like we, there, we have to stop it. I don't care what you say. You're a coward, David. We have to kill Mia. She's gone." And while they were, after they had, they had basically bandaged up Natalie or talking without her. And then they, also, Eric's like, duct- I'm going to do what you can. I'm going to missing arm with duct tape. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which I mean, yeah, it would, it, if you pull it hard enough, it'll, it'll, it'll do it. Uh, and you hear she, just yes, like, that is, that is a thing. <laughs> yes. And you hear her just like, ka-chink, ka-chink, ka-chink. 
and she's just like like we see behind her Natalie is or behind Eric Natalie is just like taken a nail gun and shot like three nails into her face and Eric's like oh shit <laughs> basically and she just shoots him probably what like four times I think it is with the with the nail gun and then he drops behind the couch and then she shoots David in the leg three times and he rolls away like <laughs> to a barrel roll. Uh, <laughs> and basically, and so she's shooting nails at them, and David finally like tackles her. He falls, and Eric's like, "Get get the gun before she does," because they still have the gun that the gun that uh yeah. Mia had used to shoot David earlier, and so David goes for the gun and then sees Mia's reflection coming towards him in the not Mia in this TV. Natalie's. Oh no, I'm sorry, Natalie. Thank you. Uh, he sees Natalie's reflection coming towards him in the in the reflection of the TV, like and an old school TV. She did not need a gun because no. she got herself <laughs> a crowbar and she beats the Wielded crap out of David. That is a wonderful yes. weapon. <laughs> Yeah, so she probably hits David what like eight times. Like it is a lot. Like, yeah, she just she whack, did. whack, whack, and she's just smiling. That's yeah. for bringing me on this stupid vacation, motherfucker. Yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah, this is not a vacation. Um, and Eric had managed to retrieve the nail gun, so he shoots Natalie, and it distracts and her away like, from. Ugh. And and he's like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and, like, shoots, keeps shooting until he runs out of nails. And then he puts down the gun, holds his hand out, like, don't do it. And she just whacks his hand, and it breaks his, it like, splits his, his hand, hand in, half. in half. And, like, oh, the fingers are just going different directions. Yeah, and, she oh. knocks his hands away, and then she's beating him in the head and across the face of this crowbar. Like, he should not at this, there are so many points in this movie. I'm like, he should not still be alive. But the I also don't. I don't feel it. bad for him. He deserves it. No. He brought this on all of them. Yes, this is all of his fault, and he ends and up right as she raises it, about to give the killing blow. Her arm just goes. <laughs> yeah, her arm David gets blown got, off because David got and shot it. And then she turns around and she's just dripping. Like her arm is gushing has, blood. She has no and arms she's now. Just looks, yeah, so she's one arm is about probably eight inches longer than the other. <laughs> and she's like stumbles a little bit, looks back at David and is like, David, why are you hurting me? And I'm like, aww. And then she crawls up to him, and then she's like dying. Like, why does my face hurt? Why does my face hurt? Yeah, it's probably all the nails she shot into it. So yeah, that's, that's definitely it. And they're they're not small nails. Like they're no, they're those pretty are big in, nails. Those are like in construction nails. <laughs> yeah, like they they weren't quite the new Hellraiser like Hell Priest nail long no. length, but they were pretty long. Yes, and, but they were uh, also much thicker. That's... Like the the pinhead nails, those are like little nails. Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
these are those again, are like these are like construction nails. Yeah, it looks so graphic. Ugh. But yep, then that's the end of Natalie and Eric. Uh, do you just want to? I don't even want to talk about the burial scene because it's just so. Oh, I really like the burial scene. It's one of my favorite really? scenes in the movie. Yeah, I really do. Um, okay. I I because it actually basically. Uh, David decides that that's where he, I feel he like learns... missing issues is during that whole sequence. That's when. Oh I'm no, just, like, that's totally that's the catharsis of the movie. Like, uh, that's I love that scene. I love it. I think it's I think it's the it is the catharsis and the theme of the movie is like forgiveness and like taking into account like taking responsibility for your actions, and it's the end of David's arc. Um, like David goes from a coward who defeat who like deserts anyone to try and like get away from whatever he feels uncomfortable with to like staying and having to save his sister. And I think that's it's the emotional core. One of the it's probably the emotional core in the movie. Um, but yeah, so David has decided to, to digress a little bit. David is like goes to burn the whole place down after Natalie dies. Um, in the unrated cut, we do see what happens to Olivia and Natalie. Um, he burns Olivia's body in the, in the shower, and Natalie's he she's already missing two arms. Um, he cuts off the rest of her head, her body, her limbs, which he learned from the book. There are only three ways you could stop a possessed person. Book. You either... Sorry. Yes. Every time you say book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's a good callback. Um, it's a you either burn them, burn it with fire, or burn them with fire to purify, cut off their limbs, or a live burial. And so Eric kind of comes up with a plan, um, creates a makeshift uh, defibrillator, <laughs> and which I don't actually think would work. Uh, so basically, he, we're not the Mythbusters. We're not going to be able to figure that out. Um, I could 100% but, say with all faith that that would not work. And he's yeah. a mechanic. And it, he's not MacGyver, but whatever. <laughs> yep, whatever. He's trying. So he digs a grave, and then he goes down with the chlorpromazine to try and knock out Mia. And you get a really cool tense sequence down in the basement where, like, he's trying to find her and there's like a well down there and it is flooded. So it's probably up to like, it's probably up to about your knee, like a little below your knee, maybe half of your calf or so, but it's such a creepy scene. And he's just looking around, can't find her. And then all of a sudden he turns around and she just floats towards him. Like just rapidly like screaming (laughs) and like cuts him with the box cutter and then tries to drown him in the well. Um, after beating him up a little bit, and she throws him all around this basement. Yeah, she beats the crap out of him, and he ends up like he's about to drown, and then all of a sudden, you just hear Mira, Mia go like yelp, and then fall, and he surfaces, and Eric has saved him one last time, and knocked Mia out, who. I I don't understand how she doesn't drown in this water. Like, where is her head at? Uh, every time I watch it, I'm like, where 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 is her head at? Because 
Uh, well, no, never mind. Uh, but he. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric's like, I missed you, man. And like, finally succumbs to his wounds because Mia managed to get one final lick in and stabbed him with the box cutter in his side, which added to the list of all the other stuff he's had to go through. He's had a very rough night that he very much deserved. Yeah. Um, if but there's yeah, a bug then, wrapped in barbed wire made of human flesh that says not to read it, especially not about this it. incantation, just don't read it. Do yes, do not read it. Don't do it. It's bad. It's not I a good get thing. it that you're curious, but this can don't only end in tears. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Bartok. You're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, and... sure. Blame the bat. <laughs> I'd give her a yeah and a high yeah, and then I'd kick her, sir. <laughs> and yeah, so basically, then we follow like at this point, Eric is dead, like, and David's got work to do, so he just like lets him go into this like water, and I don't know, it's just like bye, um, which I think it's just like he's too focused on what he has to do, but it, yeah, it is kind of a nice little send up because Eric had acted the whole time. Like he just hated David because he, David left and Eric finally admits like, I missed you. And it just feels like it's a nice little, it's a nice little ending to the character. Mm-hmm. And so David goes up, goes up, brings me and starts burying her alive, but he puts a plastic bag over her face and then she wakes up and she starts taunting him. And the thing I really love about this scene is it's it's Mia as a Deadite, but it's also Mia. Like, yeah, all the things he, that the Deadite is saying are things that Mia would have thought, or it feels like she was thinking. Like, you left, you didn't give a shit. Like, you weren't here for for me at all. Like, demons, like, are, demons are tricksy. Yeah, exactly. Trixie. False. Um, <laughs> that was a horrible golem, sorry. It was actually, uh, it sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but, I always think you do a good golem. Oh, thank you. You can take that oh, how you will. <laughs> I will. I'll take it in a good way, but I see where you went with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he basically is like burying her alive and she's like you didn't get to see mom the way we did like you left me you're the monster here like you're an asshole like and he is just like he finishes burying her and she he's like I'm sorry and you could tell it's like a cathartic moment where he's like I'm sorry I left you like, I'm not going to leave you again. And he, like, there had been a god branch or devil branch, I guess, of, like, fire know, that got lit outside. A weird it was a nice tree. way to kind of tell, yeah, a tree gets burnt, um, and it's burning the whole time. And once the tree, the tree, like, just goes out, and he's like, okay, so it's over. And he digs up Mia and uses his makeshift defibrillator to like to uh, bring her back to life and I one of the things that they say in the commentary is they're like we can never they can't tell if like his defibrillator brought her to life or if it's literally just like 
she's been through enough this night. He's been through enough this night. What? I don't remember if it was on that commentary, but somewhere I was reading about that. That it, it was... wasn't his defibrillator. It was like a gift. Yeah, like a gift back. back. It was Fetty Alvarez, um, Jessica Lucas, Jane Levy, um, and, uh, and, uh, and Blue Taylor Pucci and uh, Rodoro Sayagas, I believe, the producer. And they're just like, it's kind of like a gift back to get her back. Yeah, and I like that. The defibrillator would not have worked. No, and, and I, like I mean, it doesn't bring her back. No, and she does. She does. So she, he walks away, and he's like, "At least you're at peace now." And she is. She's at peace. The birds are off of her face. Like she looks peaceful. Like she's back to how she was before the possession. And then, as he's walking away, she he hears David, and then he looks back, and she's alive again. And they reunite, and you realize that, like, even when they're possessed you're still in there because she could see everything that was going on. And then David's like, because when she sees. Yeah, but she never saw the, so I'll get to that. I know where you're talking about. Um, But like, so basically David's like, it's time to go. Let's go. Um, So he goes to go get the keys and he sees the picture of him and Olivia and Mia and Eric and is looking at it. And then Dead-eyed Eric comes up behind him and just stabs him in the neck with a right or with like what is it like pliers? I think it's pliers. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's just... uh, wire cutters. It's what he had used to. Oh, the wire cutters, the... yes. Barbed wire on the back. Okay. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so he's so Eric's like, or I'm sorry, David is stumbling <laughs> around, and Eric is probably one of the creepiest centibites. He is by centibites. <laughs> Dead-eyed. I kept wanting to call him Cenobites, and I kept stopping myself. It finally came out. Eric uh, is so creepy. He is definitely the creepiest Because he's one. so quiet. Like, the other ones, like, twitch and, like, and he's very coughing sound. And he's just and... still. He just stands there still. And Mia sees that uh, David has been hurt and comes in. And then she sees uh, Eric and is, like, almost is just horrified and this is what I saw is she never actually saw the deadites and that's why she's like like that because if you think about it she was locked in the basement she didn't see Natalie like you only see her reactions like she knows what's going on up there but you never see her see Natalie or Olivia right so she never saw a deadite like and she was one like she wasn't looking at a mirror like she's 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 never saw a dead eye until the uh, until Eric, and that's why she's like, oh, like oh my god, this is terrifying. And David gives her the keys and is like, get out, which is actually really stupid. And um, and so he closes the door, grabs the shotgun, and then in the unrated cut, uh, Eric says he's coming, and. David shoots the gas can and it blows the place up or burns the place down. And, and as it's burning, you see his eyes turn. Yep. So uh, in the unrated Dave, cut, you just see him like shoot the thing. You know, uh, you might get the rated cut. You might get that he's coming, but you definitely don't see him turn. 
Yeah. So the Raider, uh, yeah, in the Raider cut, you don't see David turn into a into a Deadite. I almost said it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Different franchises. I know. I'm sorry. It's the I part. It's getting me. Um, and then we had been mentioned earlier that if five souls were collected, um, then the abomination would rise and from hell. And Mia is distraught, rightfully so, and she sees that she's she's now alone and sees that David had dropped the necklace on the ground and it's in the shape of the of the skull like it was in the first in the original movie. And she goes to pick it up and this hand just reaches out from under the ground. And let me tell you, my mom screamed at that too. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, first it starts raining blood, but yes, yeah, it does start raining blood. <laughs> and, it doesn't stop until the movie ends. For no. about, there's like 15 minutes of blood rain. It's wonderful. It, yeah, it's fantastic. And the abomination comes up and is in the form of Mia, which is so mm-hmm. terrifying. Could you imagine uh, Team and you just coming after you? Like, oh, that sounds like such an awful time. Yeah, I mean, she's had an off day. She's in withdrawal. Like, I feel like she's still in withdrawal stages. It's only been one night. Oh, I feel like she's been through enough pain. She's been through enough this night. I feel like she's got. She's got it. She's good. Like, oh no, that with that withdrawal is not going to be. She vomited everything that was under her. (laughs) I think she's. I think she's done. You clearly Uh, do not know how withdrawal. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I don't. Um, but yeah, you can't just vomit it up and feel better. Uh, you're not going to get distracted from it, and it is not going to be gone in one night. <laughs> right. Good point. Um, she might yeah. be a little bit distracted because there's shit going down. <laughs> yeah. So the abomination starts to attack her. She gets into the 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 jeep. Jeep. <laughs> and I was about to say van. I was like, nope, not a van. It's a jeep. And uh, is trying to start up the car and the abomination just like crashes through the window like the side window and tries to grab her and the thing is whenever it touches her it's just come from hell so it starts burning her and oh like you just it looks so painful yeah and it's very raw ends up uh, crawling out through the other side she crawls through this little hidey hole that leads into like a foxhole that leads into the the there there was a little like workshop right next to the house and she a little shed area. Yep. And so she rolls she crawls up that um and the abomination is falling behind her and then she gets in there and she's looking around and she sees a machete. She's like goes to grab it, then sees the chainsaw. And that's the moment you're all like, Yep, that's it. Because if you've seen the original, you know that the chainsaw is an important weapon. And so she brings the chainsaw down, starts trying to start it, uh, and ends up having to put more gas in it, which when she drops the lid of it, it rolls away, and you see the abominations there, and it's just like, come here, bitch. (laughs) And... <laughs> so she crawls behind, and another homage to the original Eva bed. She crawls in between. There's like an empty space behind the wall of it, and she crawls in that space, and then like kicks this like a bunch of stuff down. So it's like ca- like harder to get through to her. 
And so she's in the back there trying to start up the chainsaw and it starts attacking her with the machete and it does these gnarly cuts on her. Like one gets her uh, leg yeah. and, and it's and rusty it, like, and it just ugh, slowly it, falls. It's, yeah. And it's like, oh God, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, because it like pulls and then it like divots a little and it kind of like saws her leg. Oh, it's so bad. And then another one, like, gets her arm and she's just screaming because, like, she being stabbed with a chainsaw. Um, she breaks out through the side of the the of the, work, the workshop, gets to the, underneath the jeep, uh, uses the chainsaw to cut off the abomination's legs, and when the abomination falls, it you pushes the jeep over onto her hand. And then this is such a great effect, too. It is one um, of the best de-handings I have ever seen. Uh, yeah, it's almost it's oh it's rough, um, and it starts to crawl towards her because it's now missing a leg. And, and it's like you're gonna die here, you pathetic junkie. Yep, and she's like, I've had enough of this shit, and then just pulls. She doesn't cut because she can't reach the chainsaw. I felt mm-hmm. it like moved out of reach. She pulls her own hand off. Because, I mean, it's already been mangled under the vehicle, but yeah, she pulls yeah. it off. I wonder if she had you had see... more time if she could, like, dig her hand out. But... No, I think it was oh. already really fucked to be able to pull it like that, but you see, like, the tendon snap. It's oh, cool. it, it is so gross. It's so oh, awesome. I love it. She is such a badass. Uh-huh. Um, I, every time I'm like, oh my god, oh. But she just grabs the chainsaw, walks back, and has her hand under her armpit because, like, she's now handless. Uh, she the abomination crawls up to her and is like, "I will feast on your soul," and so she just jams her her stump into the, <laughs> the thing you hold it and revs the chainsaw and goes, "Feast on this motherfucker!" and just shoves it into its face. And, and then saws it up and down and up and down and up and down while she's screaming. Uh, the blood's pouring. I mean, it's still it is blood. so much the blood. The blood is pouring <laughs> off of her skirt in like a waterfall. And yes. she finally finishes sawing the abomination in half. And it <laughs> falls down in two halves into the mud. And it's kind of like blinking and everything and sinks down and then presumably goes back to hell. <laughs> yep. And Mia drops the chainsaw, and then the sun starts to rise. So yeah, she goes back. Jesus and, rays. Yep, all the Jesus rays, which were real. That was yeah. nice. Um, and she puts the necklace on to remind her of David, and that's the starts end of the, we watch. Away. Yep, starts to limp away. We see uh, the book, and the movie ends there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it should end there. Uh, and then the book flashes, like, it was on the page of the Abomination, slips back to the, closes itself, and that was the end of the movie. Title card. <laughs> yeah. Um, there but, is another so, scene, but it is not of consequence, and I refuse to talk about it because it's just yeah. damning to me. It's yeah, weird. It's I really, don't know why it's in there. It, should, it just should have stayed a deleted thing. I just don't um, understand it. Like, why? If they were going to do that, why didn't they just like show her possessed? Like, that would have been that would have yeah, made more sense. I don't know. Like, whatever. It, it's, it's a very dumb scene. She is walking down the road. She's losing blood. She's clearly like completely effed up, and ends up uh, like 
falling down. This guy rescues her in a truck. Um, and you get this like close up to her on her face and her eyes open and they're blue. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I, I just don't, I don't need why, I don't understand why it's needed. It's kind of stupid in my opinion. It's not setting up I'm not the, the one that made the movie. It's... No, yeah, it's literally right. just there for whatever reason. But yeah, that is Evil Dead 2013. Yeah. Uh, uh, except for the uh, Bruce Campbell's little cameo. Oh, yeah, the end groovy. Groovy. <laughs> um, I, love I it. just love <laughs> how right this movie feels. Like, it makes sense for them to be there. There's nice little callbacks to the original. It's incredibly unrelenting, but also really funny. I mean, I guess to those with a certain sense of humor. And I don't know. I just think it might be the best remake ever. For a, um, for, for a big horror IP like franchise. Not not even putting that in the same thing of like the League of the Fly that's just like remaking a movie. For like horror remake franchise. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give it like, to you. I will give it to you. Yes, I would call this the best for a remake of a major horror IP. Yes, I would agree with you there. Do I think the, it is the best horror remake ever? No. Um, or it is definitely in the top. Like, if it's not if like it's not remake top, or horror, top 30. Remake. Yeah, and ladies. Um, it, 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 it's. I love it. I love this movie. It's just so well done. And uh, I would agree with you. It's at least top three. If It's probably top three, if not top five. It's at least top five, if not top three. That was the way I wanted to say it. <laughs> English is hard, okay? I'm tired. Um, but I am late. It's tired. the middle of the afternoon. Jesus. <laughs> it's my day off. And it's been a long week. Then have a nap. And then finally see missiles. Yes. Uh, Yes, but it's just this movie is so well done. Um, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, I, I really, I don't think I, I've ever least, really heard anything bad about it. I've heard a lot. I, I heard a lot of discourse when it came out. I think it's really getting like a little bit more reevaluated now. But at the time, I did hear a lot of people saying like, "Oh, it's gross. It's gross for the form of being gross." Like it's like there's no point. Why do they stay? And that was one thing. Uh, Richard Roper actually said that. He's like, why do they stay when all this bad stuff is happening? And it's like, well, a lot of it is in is like, the reason they stay is because it's spelled out. Like, Mia yeah, is a drug addict. and you can't really do anything with a washed out road. Yeah, like, with, with, is dealing with withdrawal. Like, she, like, like Olivia said, she will stay and do anything to get out of there mm-hmm. so she can get a fix. Like, it's not like this is a strange thing it's not like i i i just didn't understand that critique um because it feels <laughs> like a very valid reason for them to stay like she's yeah. a liar she's and especially clearly... in the scope of horror movies like they give very flimsy reasons i thought this one was rock solid but yeah i mean i i really do i think it's it gives a valid reason for them to stay and a lot of people were a lot of people didn't like that it didn't have the comedy of the original Evil Dead. But I think one what of the people things... forget is the original Evil Dead wasn't comedic. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't supposed to be funny. It was just it, it was it made with like cross funny because it was made for like two sho- two shoestrings and a quarter. Yeah, but I, I think say, the original Evil Dead is deeply, 
is deeply <laughs> scary and it really kind of actually upset me when they did Evil Dead 2 and it was just a remake of Evil Dead 1 but intentionally funny and I'm like man this was super scary and they had to just make it comedy I like Evil Dead 2 I really like the Evil Dead franchise I think it's really funny like it's fun um, it's really well done gore and fun effects um, but I do find the original Evil Dead is in a class of its own. Like, it sets up the franchise for what it's going to be. But like you said, Evil Dead 2 is a remake. It's a straight-up remake. Like, it's a remake that adds on because the first part of it, the first, like, five, ten minutes of it. in the same universe. It's not. Yeah, like, uh. I mean, it clearly at the end of the Evil Dead, like, Ash is, like, spoilers a little bit, but Ash is killed or possessed like it in the movie it is what happens after that but like in the original he went there with four people in the remake he just went with his girlfriend like yeah and so i mean like i like to think of it as like two separate universes like where they like evil dead True. the the evil dead ash dies like in evil dead 2 ash becomes ash like the ash we know right a very versus the evil dead i love it so what are your final thoughts on this and what would you give it on a personal rating uh so i love this movie i think it's so well done it's a personal five in my opinion um i think it's so scary i like where it goes with the franchise um i like that it's a it brings the horror of the original Evil Dead and puts that at the front and center instead of the kind of slapstick comedy, which I don't mind slapstick comedy. I don't like they're the first time I watched Evil Dead, I was like, oh, this is terrifying. And the first time I watched Evil Dead 2, I was like, what the shit? Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Like, I thought the first one was so terrifying, I was expecting the rest of them to be that scary. Mm-hmm. But they lean more into the into the comedy aspects, which is fine. I love Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness a lot. Confession, but... I have never seen Army of Darkness. Oh, Army of Darkness is pretty good. It has M. Beth Davids. You like M. Beth Davids. I do like M. Beth Davids. Um, it's the first thing I ever remember seeing her in. Uh, yeah, she, other than 13 Ghosts, which, oh, love 13 Ghosts. So bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just so well done. Uh, the cinematography, the effects, like, sign me up for practical any day of the week. Um, and Jane Levy is just a tour de force in this movie. Like, she has to play so many different people like, who are all the same person? <laughs> like, <laughs> which, like it, 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 it's just so well done. Like, Possess Mia, like, Addict Mia, like, Mia, the heroine, like, she has all these different roles to play, and she plays it with such ease. Um, <laughs> like, And it all must have been horrible to do. <laughs> yeah, and it must have been awful. Like, she has had, she had a rough time, and I hope she got paid a lot up for this movie. Um, probably not because women in Hollywood make like 20 cents on the dollar I know it's bullcrap but yeah I really do I love this movie Um, for me it is a personal five Uh, there's uh, I I think I've said pretty much all I could say about how much I love it yeah I also really love it if that didn't come through (laughs) this is also a five you love this movie? yeah (laughs) excuse me 
this is also an easy five star film for me, even without just me loving it. I think I I just saw this today. I would rate it a five star horror film. Um, <laughs> so this had a budget of seventeen million, and what do you think it made worldwide? Uh, I don't think it was a huge, huge, huge hit, like over a hundred. Let's go with eighty nine. 98 made 98 million dollars which is weirder that you know we still haven't gotten i mean we've got evil dead rise coming very soon but i don't think that has anything to do with this but it did really well it's surprising that we didn't get something immediately it's one of those things sequel yeah that i've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for but this new one does sound pretty cool so i'm excited yeah hopeful uh what do you think this is on letterboxd oh the always tricksy letterbox. Yeah, tricks of Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going with two nine, three four. Oh really? I was hoping yeah. it was up there. I my original thought was three point two, and I was yeah, like, no, mm, it is a. Sometimes they can be a little bit rough on the letterbox, but it yeah. is a very respectable three point four. Wow, uh, that is awesome. Do you have anything you want to add before we get to the socials and what we're doing next week? Uh, nope, not really. Um, uh, I sorry if I sound a little stuffed up. I have allergies. Um, <laughs> okay. That was the one thing I wanted to add in. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I really do enjoy this movie. Please watch it if you haven't seen it. It is it if you yes, like gory, clearly gory, we scary re- horror we recommend movies. This movie, it's a recommend. <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah no go ahead and let's get into the socials so i have something to add around the time this episode comes out you could go listen to me on a podcast called review it yourself talking to a very different sean from across the pond passionately defending the ruins it's a fun time great guy great podcast listen to it yeah he's a really cool dude yeah um we highly recommend it. Yes. And coming up, not our next regular episode, and I'm not sure about the release date of the episode, but we have a really cool interview coming up with Heather Wixon, the author of Monsters, Makeup, and Effects, Volumes 1 and 2. And we've been able to get a little sneak peek at her new book. It is phenomenal. And we'll be interviewing her and talking to her about her adventures and gathering information for this. She talks to a bunch of special effects geniuses in the industry, and it's really cool. Be on the lookout for that. Um, If you want to reach us on the socials, we are both on Twitter together for the podcast at Triple M Pod, and that's capital T, three capital M's, capital P on the pod and i am alone on twitter at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u and sean is at uh smurf 013 s-m-u-r-p-h 013 and also you're not alone on twitter i'm with you too (laughs) (laughs) no i yeah i'm not alone on twitter sorry (laughs) you said that i was like Join us. Join us. 
but actually like please join us on twitter <laughs> yes uh we are also on letterboxd and my letterboxd is also just happy to see you number two letter c letter u just like my twitter handle and sean you were at murph the smurf m-u-r-p-h t-h-e-s-m-u-r-p-h uh, we are on Instagram, triple M pod. It's all lowercase, just like the Twitter, triple three M's pod. And we post posters and stuff there and what we're doing. It's fun. We have a Facebook page, men who like men who like movies. And if you want to reach us by email, our email address is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. Find us somewhere on the socials. It's a good time. We want to get to know our audience. Friend me and... on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. <laughs> yes. One day you're going to regret this, John. You're going to get a bunch of really random strangers friending you, and you won't friend them, and they'll be like, you lied. <laughs> no, I, I'll add them. Uh, and just send me think... a message saying you learned it from the podcast, because <laughs> if you're just like sexy girls here for fun time i'm not i'm not gonna add you okay like i'm sorry that's not i don't need that feed i don't <laughs> uh also sean is really bad at checking his notifications and stuff for facebook I so, am you might, so you might wait for a minute especially if you send him a request because then it'll show like a hidden request and he probably never checks those so yeah honestly, I'm a, good luck I'm, with his facebook but i more power I, to you I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that like answers in their head, but not in real life. So like, if you ever send me a message and I don't get back to it, like immediately, like I promise I probably looked at it and I was like, Oh, I have a really good response for this. And then I'll uh, give me a second. And then I put it down and I forget for three days. Like, like, I'm very bad at it. Uh, It is a character flaw. We're working on it. Okay. We're trying. (laughs) In the meantime, please do not forget to give us a five-star rate and maybe a review. It helps tons. Tons, tons, tons. And before I forget, what do you have us watching next week, Sean? We are talking about The Fog, and I really love The Fog, and I think it is a little bit underlooked in John Carpenter's oeuvre. Yeah, I've never Uh, seen it. Yeah, it's it's really good. Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. it's it's just re- it's really good ghost story. So if you go into I it expecting Halloween three, story. expecting another Halloween one, you're not gonna get it. It's just it's very beautiful. Why would I expect Halloween? It's the fog. <laughs> well, most people well most people hear John Carpenter and they expect, especially because it is the movie directly after Halloween. Like, so a lot of a lot of time it gets kind of pushed a little bit. I respect John Carpenter enough to feel like he wouldn't just pump out the same movie six years in a row. So I would fully expect that The Fog was a different thing. We've just never seen it. I didn't even know it was a ghost story. Yeah. And we'll be talking about that next week. And yeah. Bye. See you next week. Bye.